Greetings. This is Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm about to have a conversation. I, Master Plo, have you heard of this conversation? Yes, Kotor Yah, Obi-Wan. You're listening to Star Wars Conversations here indeed. Welcome to Conversations. I'm Charles. And I'm Pat. And this is Episode 16. On the Jedi Council sits many seasoned and trained Force users. These Masters of the Force are tasked with leading the Jedi as peacekeepers and as generals in the Clone Wars. Some have proven their wit and strategy, some their valor in battle. This one's beheaded a bounty hunter. That cat mace is one bad mother forcer. Mother Forcer. The Mace episode. Oh, wow. So, uh, well, first of all, we have Mace uh, in our presence today. Uh, where's mm. it, What's this one from? Where's this figure from? That is um, episode two, Attack of the Clones Mace. Ah, cool. Yeah, it's cool. a 3.75 right. scale. So, right. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's got his little cloak on. He's ready right. to rock and roll. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, mm-hmm. he's keeping us company. Mm-hmm. So, yes, Mace Windu. Um... You know, this is a great exploration, especially for me, um, because it's amazing to see how far-reaching his character actually is throughout the entire saga and, like, all the peripheral shows, you know, like the, the animated series and comics. I mean, he's got a breadth and depth to him that, you know, is, from my from my perspective, like, he was there, but never to the degree that when I started, you know, paying attention to this for this episode... Learning and you know what his history and and seeing the importance that he has throughout the saga was, or at least the, the prequels, um, was really surprising. Yeah, uh, for the most part, the films show him as a secondary character because the story that they're telling is is Anakin's story. Mm-hmm. So they're focused on that and his relationship to Obi Wan and that sort of stuff. But in the prequel era, the you know, the old Republic era, um, well, Republic era. Yeah. Yeah. He's really very instrumental. Yes. And he's seen and done a lot of stuff and things. Yeah, he definitely has. I mean, we first saw him, obviously, in uh, Phantom Menace. And then um, we also, then, you know, apart from the Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, he was also a big part in the... um, in that original Clone Wars animated yes, series, the that, micro series, yeah, the two thousand three yes. series, and and you know, obviously, very different animation style, but also sort of a different storytelling, yes, um, uh, approach. But his powers in there were were strong, you know, like you could see what kind of damage he did, and he did the whole uh, General Grievous like crush move there, like uh, yes, yeah, and. And then, of course, you saw him also in uh, the Clone Wars, the regular series, uh, the the 2008 series as well. Yes. Um, but, you know, from just from himself and like what his history is, I, I was really surprised to see just how much influence he did have um, as an important character within not just the movies, but also everywhere else. But especially in the movies, when I sort of looked at him as like sort of a secondary character, mm-hmm. when we are in the council scenes... He's always front and center, and most, yeah. you know, doing more talking than Yoda for for you know, in mo- for the most part, which is really stunning. Yeah. Um, 
So just a couple of tidbits that uh, I found in fellow podcasters, but also like a YouTube uh, podcaster uh, called Star Wars Explained. Oh, yes. Doing, yeah, and he was also at Celebration Chicago. He was actually on stage there with the Star Wars show. Oh. Um, I actually watched... Lucky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give it. Um, Give it. The, uh, watched one of his videos. Yes. Uh, and he sort of went into the depths of uh, Mace and found a few tidbits that were interesting. Like, for example, the form. I know, you know, I know that he had a sort of his specific style of form and it's like a yes. seven form for yes but um that is actually called the vapad or vapid like that's i'm not exactly sure of the spelling but that's a like a very specific form and the jedi council actually was reluctant to let him to learn it because yes. of, of how it straddled that fine line between yes. the dark and the light which is really really cool yeah he's certainly quite aggressive um as you can see with his um, with his dueling style, right? And um, it's really a, a very close mirror with uh, him and Palpatine in Revenge of the Sith, right? To Luke and Vader, where he almost like he certainly has emotion behind his his fighting style, and. As he starts to best Palpatine, you see that sort of parallel between him and and Luke when Luke let his anger take over with Vader and, you know, lopped off Vader's hand and then had to stop and realize, hey, wait a minute, this is my dad, I can't be doing all this, Um, which is another um, discussion topic altogether. But you do see... Those sort of parallels, except, you know, Mace doesn't um, restrain himself at that point. He realizes that there's no way Palpatine will stop. He's too powerful to right. um, to be restrained or contained right. and needs to be taken out. Absolutely. And there's there's no sort of like there's almost no point of bringing him back to the Senate or the the uh, the courts because even he said in you know like and all the politics and he controls all the politics yeah, as well exactly but he is the that, senate he is the senate <laughs> but even with that you know and you know we'll get to this a little bit further on but the way uh, Mace was sort of progressing in the story into the uh, attack uh, sorry Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. where he's clearly seeing that Palpatine's bad news yeah and. It's almost as if, you know, Yoda is playing it sort of slower and safer on that mm-hmm. whole trajectory. Mm-hmm. Mace is like, no, 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 no. This guy is bad news. And when it comes time to doing the deed, he knows what has to be done. Right. Now, he was, um, he became a commander on the battlefield. And um, he right. was also an overseer of the war effort while he was on Coruscant. Oh. Now, as part of that role... He reported to Palpatine on the goings on on in the different battles and things like that. Yeah, that's well. I saw that too in that, mm-hmm. that uh, one of the reference books there. That was like he's he's a field general, like yes. well respected and, and uh, yeah. decorated field general. Yes, and he he preferred the battlefield to the um, sort of delegating and orchestrating and even um, the political end of things. I totally get that. I mean, when you first see him in the Phantom Menace, and um, 
uh, Qui Gon and Obi Wan like present uh, Anakin as the, oh yeah, uh, I mean his first line. I don't believe he's already pissed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like he's in like full on. Well, he was he was he was a champion for the old Jedi ways. Okay. Okay. And um, you know the whether he believed personally in the prophecy or not, um, I think he took it quite literally. And seeing this child be brought before him, he was skeptical. Who's absolutely skeptical, but not dismissive, which is a there's a big difference, you know. Like yeah. skepticism will be like, okay, well, let's see how this plays out. Versus, dad, don't believe it, ain't gonna happen. Right. So, I mean, it's that that sort of uh, not dichotomy, but like the the approach to the Jedi Order, where he's on the council and keeping the sort of the bigger picture in in, in mind. He's not too dismissive or so set in his ways that he's closed to that potential no and and he his history with qui-gon was was kind of strained anyway just because of who he is and who qui-gon was you know when qui-gon had heard foreshadowing or hints that the sith had returned Hmm. he was like no i don't think so yeah you know he was wrong obviously but you know we didn't know that at that time until we see maul and you're like oh he's got red lightsaber he must be a bad dude you know what I mean? And then Mace was like, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to walk but, that back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That whole, they're probably not here. Guess what? They're probably here. Um, so, but there's two. So we got to figure out who the other one is. Yeah. Um, but that's that's another part of the thing, too, is, you know, when he has that discussion with Yoda. Yes. Um, you know, Maul's dead. Spoiler alert, he's not. Yeah. Um, but was he the master or the right. apprentice? And that was at the uh, that was at the funeral pyre for uh, yes. Qui Gon. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Seeing how Yoda throughout the three movies sort of not confides, not confides in in uh, Mace, but Mace has a strong position in that council. Yeah. Now I think um, the ultimate final word comes to you know Grandmaster Yoda, of course, because he's the Grandmaster, right? Right. But and they, they sort of have that, the council has spoken sort of approach to it. Right. But more often than not, you get the sense that it's not off the cuff, but like, no, 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 he's not going to be trained. Like when he says that to, uh, to, to Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon. about yeah. uh, Anakin, like it doesn't really seem like, you know, 10 minutes before they walked in the council, there's like, so what do you think, Yoda? No. Trained, he will not. You know, and then, yeah. but maybe they did, you know, obviously yeah. there are councils, not like he's autocratic in that sense. Well, at the same time, though, I kind of feel like that was a safe place to voice those concerns. You know, in the council chambers, you can kind of say whatever you want. And then, and then, if you remember, they, they kind of kick Anakin out and they're like, oh, we'll, we'll decide. Yeah. Yes. After they've kind of cleared the air with their, with their concerns, with their, um, with their objections and everything else. They've kind of um, gotten that all out in the open so that they can discuss it amongst themselves and come to a decision. Right, right. So there's not the, the sense that the uh, they make decisions on the fly, but the council will have that discussion point as well as, as things move on. Because they, they had just administered that test anyways when they make the decision, no, he will not be trained. Or maybe it was after. What test? Remember Anakin, they're testing him for the... The the, power, the Jedi powers, you know, they were doing the hidden, like, remember he was yeah, rattling off. And like, the midichlorians the yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. 
and I think I think a lot of the success of the character and the and the um, prominence of the character is because Mace Windu, well, Sam Jackson, uh, was a big Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. and you know they were like, we need some dude to be on the council, and he's like, Jedi, I can be a Jedi, and um, so then when you've got Sam Jackson on your Jedi council. You got to give him something cool to do. Exactly. You know what I mean? So you can't just be like, all right, cool. Here's your three lines for the whole saga. See ya. Yeah. You know what I mean? Thanks for, thanks yeah. for playing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so that's kind of one of the things is like, was Mace supposed to be such an influential character? I don't know. From, from what I really could gather in pre-production and, and, and storyboarding, uh, I don't believe he was initially much of a character, more than just a Jedi on the Council. Mm-hmm. But with Sam Jackson's, like, all right, cool. So let's let's kind of give him uh, almost a right hand man sort of position to Yoda. That's pretty important. It is, and it is then and then you can go from there and then have him um, be very influential and and have several lines and. Let him pick his lightsaber color and all that stuff. <laughs> all that good stuff. Right, right, exactly. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about a uh, an approach of Mace's character as, uh, as, a, as a playoff of Yoda's character. So we'll be right back. Overrun with Voltex? Have nerfs that need herding. Maybe your rectal enclosure's broken. Let Tormund Brothers Beast Management help. With over six decades of experience in animal training and relocation. We take your tonton to heart, love. The force is strong with them. Oh, I agree, Master Plo. The force is very strong with these conversations. This is the conversation you're looking for. All right, we're back. Thank you to uh, our new sponsors. Yes. Yes. So, uh, Mace Windu. So, let me throw this out there. All right. <laughs> this episode? <laughs> no? no? Oh, no. okay. All right. Mace Windu mm-hmm. and his character, not just being prominent because of Samuel L. Jackson as the actor. Yeah. Are, right. Yeah. But that's in there. Sure. However, yes. he's also not Ki Mundi, as awesome as he is, where he's sort of like, a side part throwing in the wisdom when he needs to. Right. I really believe that Mace Windu is used to highlight the decisions or the, the, the steps that Yoda is taking or not taking in some cases. Mm-hmm. Vis-a-vis the way that he wants the council to stay out of the politics. But Mace is like driving down that path of like, look, we missed this one. You know, we, you know, like when, uh, when Obi-Wan does the hollow from uh, Kamino, he's like, oh, the clone army, you know, and then, <laughs> Are you aware of any development of any clone army? Um, and so, like, almost immediately, Mace is like, we got to tell the Senate about this. Yeah. And Yoda's like, no, 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 we don't do that right now. We got we to gotta make sure we do this properly. Like, those types of decisions right. are what further dig that hole. Whereas well, Mace- I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> Well, okay, so think of it like this, okay? Like I told you already, you probably weren't paying attention, but... Um, what? 
Yeah, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> um, so Palpatine had, you know, as the leader of the Senate, as the Chancellor and all, he had his ear to the ground to a great many things. Okay, he had to know what was going on. Right. Um, as the Chancellor, of course, but to achieve what he was looking to achieve. He had to be in the know about everything. He couldn't leave things up to chance. So, with Mace being his um, sort of liaison between, you know, sitting in the Senate chambers and the battlefields and all the different conflicts going on throughout the galaxy in the Clone Wars, Mace was divulging a lot of information to him, as, as is his job. Like, sort of the facts, like giving him the reports. Yes. But also mentioning to him how stretched thin the Jedi were and how unable they were to keep up with this war, which I think, you know, from Mace's end, he was doing what he was supposed to do. He was informing his leader. It's like like um, the um, Secretary of Defense telling these things to the president. So you're like... But... in this case, President's a bad dude. Right. And he's now got inside knowledge of what's going on with all the Jedi being distracted right, by right. this war, which was the entire intent yeah, of right, the Clone right. Wars. So this tells him that his plan is working. And that, you know, when, as you were about to say, probably using my force mind powers, um, as you were about to say with um, Mace and Yoda talking and... Um, you know, saying that we're we're stretched thin, and Yoda's like, "Nah, we got to keep this a secret." Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, no, that's a that's a good point about the uh, about the approach from you know what Mace would say, uh, not not as a counterpoint to to Yoda, but from you know what what he thinks he would say or yeah. what he should do. Absolutely, right. And I think oh, <laughs> remember when um when we were just sidebar, of course, because that's what we do. Um, when we were getting ready to um to experience the preview day at uh, Star Wars yeah, Celebration yeah, yeah. Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the and we're City, like, yeah, we got to yeah. do, yeah, yeah we okay. did the Windy City t-shirts um, <laughs> where we, you know, took advantage of the Windy City of yeah. Chicago and said, look, we got to, we got to do the Windy City. I think, I think you came up with the, the Windy City well, tag. Yeah, yeah, the Windu City, and then yeah. we threw it back, and, and then forth, we kind of, yeah. you know, discussed what what goes into right. it and what goes and on the it. Comic book look to it, right? And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, sort of having those layers, like you said, like the cover of a comic book, and yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was, that and was it looked one. really awesome. And then, and then we went to the the store, and they had a Windu City T shirt, <laughs> <laughs> and we we're like, well, ours is still better, <laughs> but. But I guess we're not the only ones to yes. come up with this idea no. that was worthy of, of the official stamp of approval. Correct. And uh, that means Lucasfilm approved the idea of Windy a City. Windows City t-shirt. Right. So we're on a right track. After we made ours. Right. It's right. perfect. And no one saw it. Right. Except us. Yeah, exactly. But I'll, I'll put a picture up with the, when we post the podcast. I'll put a little uh, snapshot uh, okay. of that little, uh, yeah, little yeah, puppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I like that. All right. <laughs> All right. So back to the topic with uh, Mason. Sidebar done. Right, um, right, right. Oh yeah, Mace Windu. Right, Mace he's, Windu. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um, you're you're not keeping a secret from the right people, okay? Because Mace is already telling Palpatine that 
this is this is stretching them thin. And when Palpatine knows that they're wearing down, they're all distracted, they're spread across the galaxy, he's poised for his takeover yeah, and his government strike, switch yeah. from from the um, the democracy, I guess uh, they called it, um, <laughs> to the Empire. So Mace is being the, the sort of the military leader, seeing things as black and white fact, right? You know, it's this is the situation, mm-hmm. okay? A negative, negative, positive, positive. Cut yeah. it down the line. That's what we have to do. So, but whereas Yoda's sort of seeing it. Albeit perhaps wrongly in the sense that he thinks you know that the the Sith are growing right under them, literally in the, uh, yeah, the council chamber. Right. Uh, but how did this happen? Yeah. We're smarter than this. <laughs> the but especially when we get to Revenge of the Sith, when um, Palpatine's given the, uh, the full authoritative power, yeah. And right after he gets that, Mace is like to uh, to Yoda, I'm going to take the remaining Jedi, yeah, and head over to um, uh, to Utapau. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the uh, uh, to help Obi Wan yes. with this, you know, with the uh, with the fight um, against the uh, separatists. Yes. So he he takes them there. Uh, so at that point, it's already that's so that's the end play right there, of course, because that's where you know the foundation of Order sixty six and the whole bit. The, so it's like yeah, wow, okay. And it's it's um, very interesting how he sort of suspects these things these these developments they know about the you know rising sith influence um that they that they feel um without you know definitive proof uh and then all these sort of things fall into place um and he starts to see them but too late and him being i would say initially quite chummy with the chancellor uh, he would know him, at least what Palpatine wanted him to see. So he would pick up on those little sort of nuances Nuance. that, that he's getting ready to uh, to flip the script and, and take over. You know what I mean? So he's sort of maybe maybe not cognizant of that, you know, uh, consciously. Okay. But definitely, he's he's feeling that that some something's going down, and we're headed towards it. Right. And then when everything starts to turn, and and it's like, oh, and the Chancellor's bad. What? Yeah. Then it's like, oh crap! All this stuff that's been going on is all coming to a head. Yeah. And here we are. Right. And then Anakin tells him that he believes that uh, you know Palpatine's the Sith, uh, the Sith yes. Lord, and then which, I mean. Anakin's cool and all, but basically, Palpatine was like, I can tell you the, about the dark side of the forest. And he's like, I think this guy might be bad. Nah, yeah. this dude's bad. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, if he's going to teach you the dark side of the forest, he's a bad dude. There's no question about it. And then you go into the council like, oh, this guy might not be good. Yeah, sort of guessing on that sort of thing. Yeah, let me tell you something. Let me clue you in. Yeah. He's a bad dude. And <laughs> so the, you know... Just to sort of wrap up on Mace, of course, the final battle between him and well, Sidious. Okay, what? There's more. There's Oh, there's more? Yeah, there's more. For the same price? Yeah. <laughs> to buy one, get one today, kids. All right. All right. So I wanted to mention that he was instrumental in the liberation of Ryloth. Oh. 
Yeah. Oh, do tell. Yes. Mmm, wow. with Cham Sindula. Uh, oh, Familiar with him. Cham, oh, Cham, nice. yes. Daddy to, uh, nice. Daddy to Hera. Nice. I know, very, very, cool. very awesome. So he, um, he did that, uh, which is pretty, pretty great to, you know, introduce this character, Hera, and you're like, all right, cool, a Sindula, oh, okay, and then you find out, you know, yeah, very that cool. she's the, the daughter of Cham, and, and that whole sort of, um, relationship that he had with the Jedi. Yes. Okay. Um, where which we'll talk about. Um, where Cham had had fought side by side with Mace to free his his homeworld. Um, so that's a that's a cool tidbit. But then also in Episode Two, Geonosis, mm-hmm. and you've got the uh, the trio there. In the um, like gladiator ring. Yes, I came to rescue you, Master. Good job. <laughs> so good, so good. <laughs> it's like okay, nice try. Nice try. Um, but like, Django Fett. Uh, right. Yes. And he was like pew 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 pew, yeah. and then Mace was like, "We ain't having this crap." No. no. And he's got. BMF engraved on his lightsaber for a reason. That's, so that's he just comes out, he's like, zump, that's and it. That's a very good point because from the second that Django sort of launches himself into that fray. I remember there was another Fett that launched himself. Didn't end well for him either. <laughs> he, kept, he kept his head though. Uh, um, mm. uh, and but, his fan base, surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's up, guys? Stay tuned. <laughs> Um, the, the when, it, when so when Django did actually we should call his... that one the Fet episode. Okay, sold. We'll write that one down. All right. Um. So when he ju- when he jumped into there from the moment that he came down and sort mm-hmm. of targeted, uh, Mace, that was, that was done. a bad idea. Yeah. He's 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 yeah. smarter than this. not only did not only did was that a bad mistake. Mace even turned the uh, sort of the beast against. Uh, Django. I mean, even the beast right. was after him. Yeah, and that was like a critical mistake—not a critical mistake on Django's part. He had to deal with it, but that was brilliant by Mace because he threw in a, a third, a second competitor into this trio, and he could just sort of plan his attack. And like when he was running at him with his with his saber at the side, yeah, it's like forget it. You're yeah. done. Mm-mm. You're done. Nope. <laughs> so you pray. You better better fill out that will, buddy. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah. So we've got that spectacular battle and and he wins and Django's headless um <laughs> but then um you know the next major turning point in anything um having to do with mace is when they confront the chancellor right, right. yes yeah and he shows up with and I don't know their names I should have known that I should know that but uh, but of course, uh, you know Kit. Kit, Kit's, Kit's in there. there. I know, and he lasted the longest. Uh, bless him. Yeah. Oh, Kit. Um, and it wasn't exactly graceful, but it was just ah, you know, at, right. sort of like. At least back. he got killed that way. Yes. Like Plo just went out in a in a ship. Yeah. Like he got shot down. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, but he was a good pilot though. Yeah. He's no. a great pilot. He's the best in the galaxy. Exactly. Not really though. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that final confrontation, you know, uh, you know how quickly Sidious dispenses with the, uh, the other three, um, 
Jedi, leaving just him and Mace. Yeah, it's almost like the uh, choreographers uh, called in sick that day. <laughs> and um, and so George, who directed that one, was like, and so just, uh, just like, uh, cut, cut him down. So then that's what happens. Okay, one, like, two, three. There, those those yeah. guys are gone. And let's just focus on the last one. Right, right. exactly. Right. And that's, that's exactly what happens. Or the choreographer was there, but it was a quarter to five. Right. He's like, we got to wrap this up. Craft service has already left. We got to just just stand there. We'll be fine. Go <laughs> You're going to die anyway. Don't go worry front, about it. Go left. Go back. All right. You got that, Ian? Great. All right. You guys. All right. Grab it. Shut it. Print it. <laughs> Send it to post. <laughs> and hand to supper. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so that battle, of course, was was really a great when you when you sort of watch it. I, I love that that lightsaber battle between uh, Sidious and Mace. You know, it doesn't. Mm. I like the Sidious and Yoda one better. Well, that's a great they're like well. throwing stuff at each other and all. Yeah, yeah, but uh, for yeah, see, like my did this turn into a Sidious cast? No. Okay. No. 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 All right. But, Okay. Knowing, just making sure. Uh, but you know, knowing the power of Sidious and what he yeah. can do, and then mm-hmm. seeing how um, how Mace goes toe to toe with him. Yes. But mm. what do you think about this? What do you think about this? I think I'm in agreement. Okay. I haven't said anything yet. <laughs> okay. Yes. But then I object. <laughs> Stand. Whatever they do. Overruled. Overruled. <laughs> Is. Sidious toying with Mace ah. simply to stretch out the battle mm. or the lightsaber battle yeah. until Anakin To wait till Anakin kills all the younglings. And then ca- okay, so picture this. Okay. He nice. ta- oh, sorry. Yes. He takes out those other three Jedi. Yes. And then Mace is there and he's, you know, formidable-ish. And then Palpatine's like, I've had enough. And then he just... Done. And then Anakin comes in and he's like, hey, I think the chip. Oh, you killed everybody. Mm. And then it's like, you killed everybody. Yeah. You're the bad dude. Get out of here. Yeah. You know, like we got to we got to take. And and if you think about the whole Dooku thing, it was like Dooku's too dangerous to be left alive because he's a Sith. Uh, and right, so Anakin right. was like slice lop, yeah. okay? So scissor, yeah, right. So let's yeah. Double slice, yeah, double slice. There you go, single lop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, because he's a Sith, he's too right. dangerous and right. has to go. Yes. Okay. Palpatine convinced him of that. Okay. So at this point, there's no doubt in his mind. He's already got youngling blood on his hands, hmm. and it's because of Palpatine. He knows this dude's bad news. Yeah. So he comes in and sees him with all these dead Jedi around. It's like, well, you gotta go. Yeah. Like you're done. That's yeah. that's you. You're too dangerous to be left alive. Yeah. Which is what Mace said. Yeah. When okay, so that's that's. So you got the Duke. Yeah. So that's scenario one mm-hmm. where Palpatine just kills Mace because he's more powerful and stronger and a whole bit. And Anakin comes in. And he's like. Oh, you're bad. Yeah. That's you can't be going around killing Jedi like this. Yeah. That's yeah. bad news. Yes. Um but scenario two is what happened where, you know, he quote unquote puts up a fight with Mace. Yeah. And looking then all weak and looking right, all and all then he's already planted so many seeds with Anakin 
And then in comes Anakin and he's disarmed. And it doesn't matter what Mace knows or what Mace saw. He knows he's going to die anyway. Right. So it's like you can believe this guy or you can believe this father figure who's yeah. nurtured you yeah. over the past almost two decades. And, we'll uh, decade. yeah. and we'll save Padme for you. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Right. Please. Yeah. Um. So, you know, he ends up playing the victim mm-hmm. in front of Anakin. Perfectly. And Anakin's Perfectly. like, what? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Uh, so, so Anakin comes in and he's like, hey, "He's going to kill me. The Jedi are evil, or some nonsense." Yeah. And uh, and then he buys it. Anakin buys it because why wouldn't Lop, he? Yeah, lops yeah. off his hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that's it. And then lightsaber's gone. He's got no defense against the yeah. the force, force lightning. lightning. So yeah. it's like zap, zap, boom. See yeah. ya out and the was, window. Yeah, and it was just a barely standing still, or sorry, barely being able to stand it with. The force lightning with the saber allowing him to right. even stand his ground and like no I, you know like yeah so. yeah right so yeah. so he gets he gets tossed out the window and depending on who you ask died maybe mm-hmm. maybe didn't I don't know um, but regardless yeah. he gets um, sort of uh, his name gets drugged through the mud and. Palpatine ends up uh, putting out propaganda that, you know, it's, it, when he goes in front of the Senate, he's like, yeah. they scarred me, damn you, Mace, you know what yeah. I mean? The whole thing where he blamed the Jedi for his disfigurement, disfigurement yeah. and um, and kind of pinned that on them. He painted Windu as a criminal leader of a Jedi gang, and he goes as far as to say that that gang is responsible for the instigation of the Clone Wars. Wow. So he he goes all out with really just painting the Jedi in, in a terrible light, which, you know, you do Order 66, and most of the Jedi die. Right. Um, but what better way to flush out the rest of them than to put out propaganda because you've, you've got the Clone Wars where just worlds were destroyed yeah because wow. of these battles and it's all these guys fault it's all the jedi's fault so playing playing you know, the perfect story so still. Yeah. so not only do you have the empire and the inquisitors hunting down jedi but then you've got just you know lay people under the impression that jedi are evil and that you know if you see them or know of their whereabouts to notify the authorities and even in that comic that um, we've we ah, read yes. there, um, you know, you see this this sort of heretic taking the Jedi religion and using it for his own gain. Yes. And, you know, it was even highlighted in the story, you know, how these outer rim planets that never just sort of hear about the Jedi almost as a, as a fable. I've never seen yes. a Jedi ever. Right. So uh, all you need to do is paint that, that picture once with a negative connotation and it's sold to so many. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you're um in charge, it's easy to spread that message. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's the uh that's the mace. Oh, oh is, there, is there more? There is more. Oh. This is that second part. Okay, so so in the outer rim on planets uh-huh. like Ryloth, mm-hmm. you've got um these 
stories being spread about the Jedi, and Cham Syndulla actually um, helped to refute those claims against not only the Jedi, but Mace himself, um, and tried to turn the Ryloth public opinion of Mace and the Jedi back around to them being seen in a positive light after all Very of that. Cool. Um, okay. After all those events. It kind of comes full cycle. I see how you did it there, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ran a poll on our Twitter yes. account. And yes. uh, we asked the question, apart from Yoda, uh, Plo, and Mace, who else in the Jedi High Council needs more love? Results, comments will be featured in our next episode. So the clear winner was ki Mundi. was me. Oh, yes, no. ki Mundi. Monday. You came in second. I did. Yes. Although did, you with 2%. Right, but you wrote that on my picture and said I came in second, so it doesn't really count. Yes. So that posted Mundi, didn't wasn't legit? No, no it wasn't. Okay. No, the tweeter, tweeter didn't see that. So mm. Kiadi Mundi, uh, yes. which is, you know, a great character. Yes. And uh, you know, he's got he's got and, it, and like like we were talking about before where, you know, in this in the scenes and uh in this prequels where it was, you know, Yoda and Mace centric, you know, number 3 right after that was all Kiadi Mundi, yes, and um, and uh, you know he was sort of that third sort of voice of reason in most of those scenes. You see, you see Yaddle, you see a couple of other characters, but yeah. really he, you know, he has that other voice of reason. And uh, I like his beard, yeah, he's very cool. And of course, he's a Jedi Master and a general. He's also extremely yes. well respected in the lightsaber uh, mm-hmm. battles, and he's the leader of the uh, Galactic Marine Clone Troopers. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. No, well, now you know. I know that yeah. now. Yeah. And yes. So he's got quite the story as and well. And knowledge is power. Yes, it is power. Maybe we'll do a... We should do a High Council episode sometime. With, like, the uh, High Council yeah. people. And sort of, yeah. And that was, like... Yeah. So... And we'll send it to Hasbro so they can make some good black series for them. Yes. Because we, we need them. Yeah, we need the entire... Yeah. Council. Jedi Council. Yes. Like, it's not that hard, dudes. No. And, Hashtag uh, Hasbro. Get and, your act together. <laughs> um... They do hashtags on podcasts. I don't know. Uh, You'll figure uh, it out. Yeah, or no, you will because you're the you're the <laughs> right, right, right. I guess. So apart um, from uh, apart from uh, the clear winner of being Kiadi Mundi, who's like sort of like that, that that love, we had a couple of other um, honorable mentions from in the comments. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Deepa Balaba was one of them. Ah uh, yes. And uh, that's from Mark of Clashing Sabers, who's another uh, great podcast, and mm-hmm. uh, and Plo. Plo oh so, yeah, Koto yeah. yeah. Um, Timothy o and uh, I love Flo. Yeah, he's great. And uh, the toasted Zen. I'm gonna post all these uh, all these um, accounts on our show notes. But ah. um, he was uh, he loves Plo, and of course I sent him the picture of our cosplay, and he yes. was like loving the, the those pictures. Mm. And Kit Fisto also made the list. Plo ah, yeah, and Kit. Yeah, <laughs> I love him. And that was Carter Zhang from the Sino Saber Club. And he called him the smiling guy when he posted the picture of him. So good. Because he smiles <laughs> yeah, all the time. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. Awesome. Um, and uh, Rob from the Jedi Temple Archive. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 He, uh, he suggested Yaddle. And, of course, he said yes. he actually mentioned in the, in the comments, like, it's hard to do an episode of very little information on, on her, except for being, you know, the same species as Yoda. But, yes. um, I, you know, I said we'll mention Yaddle because it's a very cool inclusion. So nice deep yes. cut there, too, for sure. So, um while we're on that topic, yeah, do you entertain the idea of any sort of official Yoda backstory, like his origins? No, I mean I, you know, for as much good. As... That's the right answer. No, no, I that's don't. The right answer. Okay, yes, because we like him to be mysterious, right, and therefore Yaddle as well. 
Yes. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cool. We have a couple of uh, a couple of submissions, audio submissions, and uh, so we're gonna listen to those. And uh, the first one is from Todd at WSTR Media, and he. Oh asked, yeah, yeah, Todd. Yeah, good old Todd. I know Todd. Yeah. And uh, he sent over a voicemail for um, his favorite vehicle. All right, just before we get to um, our uh, special guests, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. Ah, this thing won't start. Hi, I'm Dad Tresco Jr. of Tresco's Family Speeders. This weekend only, it's an explosion of savings. Get double the value for your trade towards a new X36 land speeder, no matter the condition. Stop in to see our friendly staff. These savings won't last long at either of our Aldoran locations, located in the third sector or our flagship store in the central spaceport today. All right, and we're back. Here we are. And we're going to listen to the audio. Are we? Yeah. Now? Right, right now. Right now. Right now. All right. Hey, Pat and Charles. This is Todd Hoffman from WSTR, Galactic Public Access. Uh, Last episode, you asked about what is your favorite vehicle, and so I thought I would tell you what mine is. So I am 100% uh, my favorite vehicle of all time in Star Wars is the At-At in Empire Strikes Back. Yes, I am Team At-At. Uh, ATAT, I'll, I'll, I'll handle, but I, I'm Team AT-AT. And uh, just as a kid, like that walking tank and the dinosaur kind of looking vehicle really just set my imagination on fire. And uh, of course, I also had bad dreams and sleeping in my parents' room because I always thought I was Luke Skywalker and getting crushed by the AT-AT. But uh, I digress. It was, it's just a fun vehicle and completely obnoxiously big uh just like how the empire does it and uh, i just love that they put these things so far away from the base and provided fear as it's thumping um close uh to the uh the imperial base or rebel base and uh yeah it's just it 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 as I got older, too, just the fact, you know, I literally thought they were real. And that's just the fact that it was all stop motion and they were these tiny little models but made them look so big. I just loved um, that sequence, loved the vehicle, and uh, it's completely awesome. Uh, I would say also my um, my other favorite vehicle is the Kuwait Modified Fire Spray 31 Class Patrol and Attack Craft. Or, uh, as the street name is, Slave One. Um, It is as unique as Boba Fett, and Boba Fett is my favorite Star Wars character, so kind of goes hand-to-hand that I love that vehicle. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it's unique. It's similar to, you kind of have those kind of... Little tales, uh, as just as like the Millennium Falcon, you know, the inspiration for that was, you know, an olive and a half-eaten hamburger, whatever you want to get at. Um, the Slave One, uh, you hear, oh, it was inspired by an iron or a street lamp. Whatever the case is, it's very unique and kind of impractical because like in Attack of Clones, you have like young Boa Fett like kind of looking up, uh, trying to see if, you know, he's got the shots right on Obi-Wan and uh, it 
doesn't quite make sense when it lands but man does it look cool and um i just love that you know not only was it um in the original trilogy but then we got to see it again in um the uh, prequel so it's it's a super fun vehicle um and it's unique and different enough that um it, it just shines in the star wars universe and it's also practical i mean it's just you know one man ship and uh looking it just ties really nicely with uh, Boba Fett. So, yeah, those are my vehicles. I mean, there's so many to cover, and you guys did a great job of covering some of them as well. Um, you could probably do, I don't know, a couple podcasts on just all the different Star Wars vehicles and how they relate to each of the systems and, and what they're used for. But uh, keep up the good work, and uh, may the Force be with you. All right, thanks, Todd. And uh, that reminds me, I have a T-shirt that says, uh, "Where's the party at?" At yes, and it's right. it's Luke on Hoth, you know, out of the downed uh, snowspeeder with the lightsaber ignited, and the and the Adats coming at him. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And of course, you know, our love for Adats um, and Team Adat here for sure, um, and even so much in the in the in that episode. Um, you know, talking about the fact you headed up in the uh, up in the attic and going to yeah. get it in the ad attic. <laughs> ah, oh, the ad attic. That. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and man. Uh, you love uh, Boba Fett and the Slave One. It is certainly a unique uh, design, and the fact that it's like a sort of a single person vehicle um, is definitely interesting. And it's funny researching for the uh, the Mace uh, episode, seeing that very scene where. Uh, he's leaving Camino and trying to get that angle, and there's so many odd angles on that ship. And like you said, like it's sort of odd when it's landing. It's also sort of odd when it's taken off, and you know, trying to get those shots on the angle on the ship is kind of hard for sure. Thanks we appreciate for, you for, for supporting, supporting us and again. engaging us in our podcast. Yes, that's what we meant to say. <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> two man operations seems like a two bit operation. <laughs> Keystone cops over here. All right, and we have another submission we got uh, from Jeff, of course, who we just uh, appeared on his Jeff. show. Yes, he, yes. Uh, he answered our OT questions for us. Ah, yes. So we're going to listen, listen to those. Hey, Pat and Charles, it's Jeff from over here at the Blue Milk Cafe podcast, and I am sending you in my OT questions. The first question you guys asked me, what is my origin fandom story for Star Wars? Um, let me take you back to when I was a little eight-year-old brat. Um, we were on vacation in Nags Head, North Carolina in the Outer Banks. And it was the summer of 77. I remember seeing the trailer for Star Wars on TV. I, at that age, I was just like, that looks freaking awesome. I have to see this thing, whatever it is. So I was bugging my dad all summer before we left for vacation because we usually vacation towards the end of summer in August. And I was begging him to take me to see this movie before we went on vacation. And of course, he didn't get around to it. We were on vacation and my dad said, hey, why don't you get your older brother, get your sisters, we'll go see this movie. Um, went to see the movie, and obviously the first thing 
what what most people remember is the Star Destroyer flying overhead at the beginning, firing the lasers at the Tanta V4, and that I was hooked from there. Um, from there on out, every Christmas was Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, until I was like maybe, oh my goodness, all the way up to I was like 15 years old, I would say I was getting like Star Wars stuff for Christmas. Um, and that's how I became a fan. Of course, my fandom kind of drooped there in the, what we call the dead time or the dead zone or whatever you want to call it. But I was, I was 30 years old when The Phantom Menace came out and was so excited. Remember the hype for that like it was yesterday. And that brought me back up. And of course after Revenge of the Sith went back down. Then Disney said hey we're going to buy it and we're going to make more movies. And then it shot back up again. And that's basically... Where, where we are today um, I am more of a fan I would say at age 50 than I was when I was 8 years old it, it's, it's amazing um, but that is sort of that, that, that's my fandom origin story um, I believe the second question was was um, if I could have lunch with one person from Star Wars, character, creature, creator, what have you, who would I have it with, and what would I talk about? Oh my goodness. Um, my answer might be boring, but although there are many people that are involved with Star Wars that I love, I would want to sit down with the maker himself, I would want to sit down with Mr. George Lucas and just talk Star Wars for, I, I don't know how long our lunch is, but let's say for an hour I just want to talk to him about Star Wars. I want to say what, you know, what inspired, well, we know what inspired him, but what, how did he come up with the idea for the story and blah, blah, blah. That, that kind of stuff would just fascinate me to no end. I would love to talk to George Lucas about that. So my boring answer would be I would want to have lunch with George Lucas. Um, I was going to say I want to have lunch with a Porg, but I don't think our conversation would be very good because even though I love Porgs, I don't speak Porg, so it would be a one-way conversation. But, yeah, my, my boring answer is George Lucas. And, of course, how has Star Wars impacted my life, my everyday life? It's, it's simple. Star Wars podcasts. I listen to them every day of the week. Well, usually every day of the week. Sometimes on the weekends I don't listen to many Star Wars podcasts, but... Yes, during the day at work, I listen to Star Wars podcasts all day, so that's how Star Wars affects me in my everyday life. Um, and the little bonus question you asked me, being 
since I revealed my age, yeah, I'm 50 years old, um, how me being a, growing up with the original trilogy, um, what's different in me that I enjoyed the prequels um, and some OT fans didn't? I think I'm getting that question right. I know I probably didn't make sense there, but I think that's kind of the gist of the question. Um, I don't know. Um, like I said, I was 30 years old when Phantom Menace came out. I absolutely loved the movie from the get-go. I walked out of there loving the freaking movie. I was loving the movie two weeks after it was out. I was loving the movie a month after it was out. I was loving the movie a year after it was out. I was loving the movie uh, forever. I was loving Attack of the Clones. I was loving Revenge of the Sith. Um, I never knew there was such hatred and bile and venom for the prequels until I became part of the online social community. I wasn't aware of all this hatred until Facebook and Twitter. Seriously, I had no idea. I was oblivious. Um, and of course, after that, I'm listening to podcasts. When I started listening to podcasts, I, I heard the hate and the bile, and it was confusing to me. I was like, how can you... I, I know now how you could be a diehard Star Wars fan and you were upset with the prequels. I understand. But at the time, my mind was just like, I don't understand. How can you be bad-mouthing this thing that you love? I thought the story was awesome. I, I had no problem with the acting. I had no problem with the dialogue. Um... I I loved Jar Jar Binks from day one. I thought he was hysterical. I, I don't know. I guess I'm not as cynical as some OT fans are. I don't know. And if that sounds bad, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to put anyone down. I'm just speaking truth. I, I, I don't go into a movie looking to find things that's wrong with it I don't go into a movie wanting to pick it apart I go into a movie whatever movie it is to enjoy myself and if I enjoy myself it was a decent movie yes there are movies that I don't like you'll never hear me talk about them because I've said in the past on my podcast I don't like to talk about stuff that I don't like because it doesn't make me happy I talk about stuff that I love because it makes me happy. It makes me feel good. Um, but, yeah, I, I am not a professional movie critic. I don't feel I have the right to tear a movie apart and analyze it because I'm not a professional movie critic. I am not. So that's why I never do that. I never, ever, when I... Uh, on our, our podcast, uh, the Canto Cast, which is on on a hiatus right now until Tristan has a break from uh, college, um, we when, when we review a movie, we just 
talk about it. We don't break it down necessarily. We don't go into all the little intricacies that professional movie critics do. I don't do that. I don't have the degree or I don't have the knowledge for that. I'm not built, my brain's not built for that. I, if I like it, I like it, and I'll tell you. If I don't like it, I'll say I didn't care for it, and I'll tell you why, because I fell asleep or I was bored. It didn't keep my attention. Stuff like that. And this is getting very long-winded, and I'm very sorry. But, yeah, I guess I, I, I just look for the good in things. And I, I overlook the little things that may bother me about a movie. There were very, there were very few things in the prequels that bothered me. There were a couple things, but they were so minor that I was able to overlook them and they didn't bother me. They still don't bother me to this day, so I don't know. I guess I'm just too easygoing. I'm the guy among the circle of my friends that go, oh, dude, don't ask him how the new Star Wars movie was because he'll tell you he loved it and it was awesome because he loves everything Star Wars. So if you want to know if it was good or not, don't ask him. I don't know. I guess I'm just an easygoing person. Like I said, I'm the guy in the circle of my friends that go, if you want to know how the new Star Wars movie is, don't ask Jeff. He'll tell you it was awesome and he loved it because he loves everything Star Wars. If you want a true opinion, ask someone else because the new Star Wars movie sucked. So, I don't know. I, Yes, I do love everything Star Wars. To me, my opinion, just my humble opinion that you can say it's wrong if you want to I have yet to see a bad Star Wars film so there you go but I I'm just easy going you I'm I'm Jeff the the, the guy lo- that loves everything Star Wars <laughs> that that that's fine I'm happy to be known as that person in the circle my friends so there you go there are my OT questions. I hope you like them, and I'm so sorry this was so long-winded. And until we talk again, may the Force be with you. Well, Jeff, if your opinion is wrong, I don't want to be right. Um, I feel the exact same way. Um, I, you know, People at work, the day after, well, usually couple days after uh anything new star wars i get asked immediately because i'm the star wars guy at work um and um i love it i love it all you know how was the new movie it was fantastic how was the game it was great how yeah <laughs> how was the land oh, it's spectacular you know it's just like you know just all of it i love it um and that's you know i i too have a couple issues with the prequels with the um, films and, and other media, but I like to enjoy myself. Right. Uh, I'm not a professional critic either, and if I nitpick things to look for problems, I end up upsetting myself. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't enjoy the idea of watching bad movies, of, of having bad experiences, and um, I don't look to bring that upon myself right and you know 
I think Jeff, if people had your uh, approach to entertainment and uh, and life in general, <laughs> we'd have a lot less problems. I really do think um, <laughs> having that uh, that easygoing attitude is not is not a bad thing, and really appreciate that. And and uh, thank you for the answers. And uh, <laughs> you don't speak pork. <laughs> That's no, such a great part of the of the answer. So I don't good. speak <laughs> pork either. I feel you, buddy. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. All right, so now um, we're gonna do our uh, what the fools? Actually, can we do that at this point? I mean, I don't know. it's like we can do whatever we want. We can, but it's running long at this point. All right, Let's, so we don't have time. No. All right, no. What the force, dude? <laughs> really? All right, we'll cut it off here. But we'd like to say thank you to everybody, to Todd and to Jeff and to all the people who uh, responded in the uh, the poll. That was great, and um, and people who left the comments. Uh, really appreciate that feedback and whoever wants to submit anything like that in the future just have at it we'll uh we'll play it and we'll we'll discuss it and everyone can have a part of this uh have part of this podcast would be great yes and don't worry we didn't forget about mace windu's choice of lightsaber we've got a whole other cast on exactly. lightsabers yes that's coming so don't worry the purple sh- the, the purple uh, lightsaber will have its due time all right, so thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can uh, email us at conversations at gmail.com. And uh, you can f- see our website at uh, conversations.com yeah, so- yeah. there too. Yeah. Yes. And the socials, right. right. All right, and until then, mm-hmm. may the force be with you. I like to say that. Conversation. Now I can't stop. All right, may the force be with you. Listen on. Hello, and welcome to Conversations. I'm Charles. And I'm Pat. (laughs) Didn't have it up. I didn't have it up. (laughs) We'll get rid of this part. Yeah, we'll cut this out in post. Sure. All right. I'm on it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.